0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. That science stuff gets me excited. I don't really have the mind for it myself, but I am inspired by... Uh, Hearing from those with minds that do, and with those minds bringing about great innovation and invention and the ingenuity that goes into both, uh, let's say, the cameras that got that spacecraft all the way to an asteroid 2 million miles away. And if you remember a conversation from earlier in the program, the masks, the new uh, innovative masks that can filter out or at least have the potential to filter out pollutants at a rate higher than even 95%. Imagine uh, imagine inventing something that helps people, that forwards humanity, that protects humanity, that makes a safer place for uh, your children and for yourself, your grandchildren, your friends, their kids. I, I envy those in positions like that. And if you uh, are just trying to figure out life I'd invite you to look to travel down paths that will give you opportunities or paths on which you can create opportunities for yourself that could have impacts like the ones we've heard from over the past half hour here on the program, uh, getting us millions of miles out into the unexplored space and here on our own home front, creating technologies that can quite literally save lives here back on earth. It's a beautiful thing, and I don't want to get too uh, you know, too flowery with my description of all this, but it is 100% inspiring. And anytime I encounter a story like that, I'm going to do my uh, best to share it with you uh, and maybe you can get some inspiration from it uh, yourself as I do. Anyway, speaking of, uh, speaking of inspiration, I want to in a moment introduce you uh, to a young woman, uh, 16 years old. Her name is Caitlin Evans. Uh, why is she so impressive? Well, uh, let's back up a little bit. We're going to talk about vaccines. You see, we, we've learned much. We've all become, what, armchair epidemiologists, Facebook epidemiologists, I think some have called us. We think we know everything uh, about the spread of the virus, the nature of the virus. We know uh, about there are different strains, uh, and, and more recently, we have all become experts in the field of vaccinations and vaccines, and specifically the development of vaccines, number of companies around the world uh, trying to be the first to cross the finish line, that finish line being the development of a vaccine which receives uh, FDA approval, the FDA approving that these candidate vaccines are either safe or effective. One interesting detail I learned is that uh, of the six frontrunners right now, all six of those are on to the manufacturing phase. Now, that's not to say that they will be ready as soon as they are done being manufactured, but in an effort to accelerate the timeline, should one of these or multiple of these six candidate vaccines receive that FDA approval for safety and efficacy, well, there will already be uh, manufactured batches ready to go. Everything I've shared with you just now has to do uh, not with young people, but rather with uh, older folks, adults. We haven't dwelt much on this topic and this reality, but the development of these vaccines happens in phases not only in the way that they are tested, but also on the populations on which they are tested. So phase one, two, three, that goes through uh, on adults first, and then once it gets to a certain phase and is deemed to be safe, the FDA then is uh, uh, an organization which will grant approval to move down and test Uh, The vaccine on younger people. Well, uh, Pfizer last week uh, received permission to test its vaccine in the U.S. on children as young as 12. It's one of only a handful of attempts around the world to start exploring if any experimental shots uh, being uh, pushed on adults can also protect children. I told you I was going to introduce you to someone. Well, there's a young woman. She's 16 years old. Her name is Caitlin Evans. And she has become the first teen to get an injection of the Pfizer, uh, the Pfizer study that taking place at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Young Caitlin Evans uh, is is really blazing a trail here. Uh, And she she talks a bit about uh, her experience and what has motivated her to take this, again, experimental vaccine. We don't know uh, necessarily what impact it will have on number one, the covid virus itself. Uh, and number two, the the individual receiving the vaccine. So uh, without further ado, why don't you uh, have a listen to some of the thoughts of Caitlin Evans? Again, 16-year-old young woman who is the first teen to get an injection of the uh, candidate vaccine produced by Pfizer. My brother heard about it on the news back around like May sometime in the spring. And we were talking about doing it as a family. It feels good definitely to be helping them put out a vaccine as soon as possible and just to be helping in any way I can right now. She has some more thoughts here she shares, uh, elaborating on her encouragement of others to take part. I've learned about DNA and RNA and all that stuff in biology in freshman year, and I guess I didn't really know like how it applied to the real world until now. If I don't do it, who will? Like, They need as many people as possible. So if you have the opportunity and your parents are okay with it, I would definitely say do it. I don't know, and I'm ashamed to admit this. I I really didn't think about it being broken up by age. I hadn't realized that uh, that the first doses of the vaccine would be uh, available only to adults and that children will lag behind. The availability uh, and the accessibility to a vaccine by young people will be delayed. Will be delayed. What does that mean for schools? What's it mean for, uh, you know, interactions between children? What's it mean overall uh, for This pandemic as we battle it. Anyway, I mentioned it was last week that Pfizer received permission to test its vaccine on uh, American children as young as 12. Uh, The the vaccines, they can't be given to youngsters unless they've been tested uh, in an older age group. I want to talk to you more or I want you rather to hear from uh, some of the experts on this. I uh, sometimes get a little ashamed and bashful about my ability to explain these complex uh, scientific realities. So here from the Vaccine Research Center at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital uh, where that young lady received uh, her experimental vaccine, here is Dr. Robert Frank talking about the timing of the trial now starting in kids. We really needed to have the safety and immunogenicity data from adults to feel comfortable that this is the right thing to be able to do to go into adolescence. So it really is the appropriate stepwise approach is being done. I think by spring we would certainly have enough uh, information to be able to send to the FDA, if assuming everything continues to go well. Okay, so there's uh, one look at the timeline here. Uh, another doctor, this one, Evan Anderson of Emory University talking about timing, specifically the timing of a vaccine for children. The younger children, I think at this point, it's very concerning that they may not uh, have a licensed vaccine product in time for next school year. It is um, quite important for us to begin the process because this, it will take some time to, um, to do the studies uh, the right way. All right. So what does that mean to you? How do you feel about that? Uh, first, had you considered the fact that uh, the, the availability of a vaccine, the, the some of the estimates uh, as recently as yesterday coming from the CDC director that a vaccine will be available by the end of the year, that those predictions are only having to do with parents and adults? Uh, young people are going to have to wait a bit. Uh, Last point I'll make is that children right now represent only uh, 10 percent of the COVID cases documented in the United States. So take that for what you will. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to get some news when we return. I will welcome to my program Live Mike Chris Peterson, the Democratic candidate for governor, running to lead this great state. That's ahead on Live Mike. You're listening to KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do